0: All right, this episode is for the copywriters, the coaches, the consultants, the agencies, the expert service providers. If you work with clients, this episode is for you. When you're about to get a new client or when you've just landed them, it's important to remember that you're still making a first impression, right? And first impressions are important. They're important. You know, no two ways about it. The first impression that you make is important. The thing is, there's a lot of common sense things that you might actually do that are related to trying to make a good impression on your client that could actually be tanking your client relationships or even your potential to turn this person into a client in the first place. They're wrong, they're wrong. Today, I wanna share with you three ways that you can impress potential clients that will actually set your relationship on the right path from the beginning and that will, overwhelmingly tilt the odds in your favor that you're gonna make a good first impression that will lead to that great client relationship. Now, if you like that idea, if you want more great client relationships, don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. How about you do that while the show intro plays? These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Royfer, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today's episode as usual is sponsored by me and I just wanna give you something for free. Now, I should probably call this the Get Clients Mini Course because that's what it's really focused on. It's focused on getting clients. That said, what I did in the process of making this course was I said, if you're launching your client business from scratch, and you wanted to maximize like your total chances of success. you wanted to lay a great foundation for a successful client business. What are all the things you need to know and do in order to make that happen? And I thought, yeah, if somebody has been doing a client business for, you know, years and they haven't done these things, it would still lead to them getting more clients if they started back over at the beginning and said, okay, if I were to relaunch my client business today, could I go through all these same steps? And yeah, it absolutely would. So I call this the Launch Your Client Business free mini course, and the link is in the description. It's the first link. You just go, you sign up, you enter your email address, you get it free. It's like three episodes, tons of value in it. And yeah, it's all about get clients. So I should call it the Get Clients mini course. But yeah, launch your client business free mini course. It's the link in the description. Check it out. It's free. If you haven't been through it yet, what are you waiting for? So what about those three ways to impress a new client or new potential client? Well, number one, embrace humility. Embrace humility. Okay. It is easy to show up and think, oh, I get—I have to be the expert service provider. I have to be like the, the pro. I have to be whatever, right? And even if you know your stuff, even if you know, like, let's say you do marketing, you do copywriting, right? Even if you know copywriting inside and out and you could like just tell the client to shut up and give you their product and you're going to write the best damn ad for it in the world, you're not going to form a relationship where they're like, ooh, this is the person I love, right? (laughs) Like, this is the person I love giving money to. Maybe, but the subset of clients that want that kind of treatment are pretty small. So even if you don't, even if you know your stuff, you don't know them, right? Even if you know your stuff, you don't know them. And they want to know that you know them before they feel excited about you. So listen and ask questions, ask questions and listen, ask more questions and listen more, get them to talk about themselves, ask their opinions. People love it when they can talk about themselves. And in the context of like this business relationship where you're supposed to represent them, have them talk about themselves a whole lot. Even better, do it when you're recording so you can use some of what they say as copy. This will help you. This will help, or use it for reference later if you're not writing copy, right? But let them talk about themselves. Let them tell you all about themselves. Ask lots of questions. How did you get into this business? You know, like, why are you doing things the way that you're doing? What is so exciting about what you're working on? Why is this better than all the other options out there? Ask all of those questions, right? And let them tell you, get their best ideas. The thing is, you can't just show up as that expert and tell them what to do. I mean, you kind of can on certain topics, right? But most businesses, like, I I used to want to do this. I used to want to, like, When I was new to copywriting and direct response and I was like, oh, you can like measure the response of advertising and you can generate results and it's better than other forms of advertising. I used to want to go like proselytize to all these businesses that aren't using direct response and just show up and be like, you're doing it wrong. Here's how to do it right. And I found that that never actually worked that well and it never formed great client relationships, right? You can't just show up as that expert and tell them what to do. You have to get their input even if you're gonna adjust their path towards what you, you your expertise says they should be doing, you have to get their input first. And then, and then you work with them based on their input, based on their ideas, and you help them find the best next step. Now, that may be something that came from your expertise. That may be something that came from the ideas that they talked about over the course of your conversations with them. It's okay if it comes from them. Uh, If you are the facilitator, they're still going to be happy about it, right? In fact, a lot of consultants underestimate the value that comes from asking questions and listening, asking questions, shutting up, and letting them talk. And all of this comes from humility, just being willing to embrace humility and show up Not with the perspective that I'm the expert. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do, but show up and say, I have a lot of great ideas, but I want to know how they fit within what you're doing. And so I want to ask you a bunch of questions so we can figure out exactly how I can help you and then just ask away. And I use that in so many ways in so many contexts and By the end of that conversation, the client, if you do a good job of listening, is going to fully embrace you and want to be around you more, uh, which doesn't hurt. Number two recommendation. Number two recommendation. Actually, I'm going to flip these around in my notes. I'll say number two recommendation is stay independent. So this is it's a it's an interesting juxtaposition here. It's an interesting juxtaposition. So I just told you that you need to embrace humility. And you might think, you might automatically think that that means, oh, you need to have the clients tell you what to do and that's gonna be okay. But this number two recommendation is kind of the opposite of that. Staying independent means that you are still the expert that they're paying to deliver your expertise, to share your expertise. You don't just wanna serve their every whim. You don't just wanna do whatever they tell you to do. That's what underlings do. And I chose that word intentionally. My notes originally said employee, but you don't have to be like the legal definition of an employee to have this behavior. But you pretty much are an underling if you have this behavior. It's like, you're the boss. I'm the person who's working for you. You tell me what to do and I do it to your satisfaction or else I'm a failure. That's not what experts do. That's not what people who are paid a lot of money for their expertise do. That's not how they show up. That's not how they conduct their business. If you are the expert authority on your topic, and that could be as narrow as writing this particular sales letter, right? That could be you are the expert authority on this sales letter. You don't just kowtow to every demand that they have. You don't just give in. You don't just be the underling. You have to be the expert authority. You have to stay independent of thought, and you have to stand up for yourself. You have to stand up for your ideas, your choices, the reasons why you made things. Now, that does not mean, like, there's a little bit of, you know, I'm vast, I contain multitudes here, right? On one side, you embrace humility, and if they have a great idea, you take their great idea, and you say, that's a great idea. I really appreciate it. But on the other side, if they have a really dumb idea, you say, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I don't think that's gonna work and here's my justification for why. You know, maybe that's something we could test, we could figure out if, they, if we could test it, but uh, my recommendation here is that we follow this path that I set out because X, Y, and Z reasons why I think it's superior. And if you're dealing with a, a great client, if you're dealing with a good client, What's probably going to happen is they're going to say, "You know what? Yeah, let's go with your recommendation and if it's not working as well as we want it to, we could test this other approach." Or okay, we could if it's a big enough thing, we could test both of them in our first test, right? <coughs> but the the whole point is you're standing up for yourself, you're staying independent. Disagreement is a form of service. It is a higher service than just you know being a yes man or yes woman right being a yes man or yes woman is a really um it's a really unhelpful form of service it's like okay sure i'll do you know i'll take out the trash cuz you tell me to take out the trash even though you hired me to be a copywriter right um that is giving them what they want but not what they need if they're making just requests that don't make sense when you disagree with them you force them to um to prioritize things, you force them to uh, recognize value that exists that they're not making full use of. When you disagree with them, you are also um, challenging ideas that may not be fully formed. And when you challenge those ideas that may not be fully formed, you're actually helping them uh, increase the the strength of those ideas. Uh, And when you're able to do that, they become better and you become better and you get more respect. So disagreement can be a higher form of service. So challenge them, make them better. Be willing to have your own thoughts, ideas and recommendations. So even in the midst of embracing humility, also be comfortable stepping up and staying independent of thought and having your own position on issues, on thoughts, on strategies, et cetera. Right? If they're hiring you for your expertise, which if they're your client, that's presumably what they're doing, you as an expert service provider or expert provider of information or advice on a topic, you just telling them to do whatever they wanna do is not giving them value. You staying independent and providing your expertise is giving them value. So that's number two. Number three is to keep moving. Now, this may seem a little bit weird, but again, this is one of those things where uh, maybe common sense is, uh, is, is not the best path, and the counterintuitive path, doing something a little bit different, is what serves everybody best in the end. Uh, my recommendation for you, you're getting this client, you're excited, you're ready to dive in, you have you know work for the next two months, like everything is awesome, right? Go get your next client, too. Put that next client in the pipeline. Put the next two or three clients in the pipeline. Stay busy. Have a plan for what's coming next, what's after this client, after this project, whatever. Keep your demand high. There is, um, everything else about your client relationship will be better if they feel like you know they have to work with you and your timeline and your availability, if they feel like you are in demand, if they, um, recognize that other people want what you have, everything will work better. Everything will go smoother. Uh, you'll be happier, they'll be happier because instead of being in this place of like neediness and oh, I have to finish this project and I have to satisfy this client so I can get the paycheck and then then I can move on to the next one and whatever and like, oh, everything is caught riding on this one project, et cetera. Like I've been there, trust me. You don't want to get lost in that place. You don't want to get lost in that headspace. It's a space of neediness versus abundance. Like, okay, I have ample work to do. Let's get this one done. Let's get this one out of the way. I'm going to serve you the best that I can. We're going to we're going to make sure we deliver 100%. Can't deliver 110%, that's crap. Uh, but we deliver 100% on this and we then move on uh, because I'm busy. I, I got a lot of things going on and I'm gonna take care of my business and then I'm gonna move on to my next bit of business and my next bit of business, right? So this place of abundance will serve you well. And the other thing that it's gonna do is it's gonna minimize feast and famine. So you're gonna be less like in that cycle of desperation and then feeling great and then desperation and feeling great. And the more that you minimize feast and famine, just the better energy you are going to bring to everything. And in client businesses, one of the major ways that you can do that is ensure that you have demand for your next opportunity, your next project, your next client, and the next, and the next, and that you're not just stuck on whatever you're working on right now and that's all you have, right? So going back to the top, embrace humility, stay independent, and keep moving. And when you do those three things, and they, they're able to recognize all those things in you, your potential clients, your new clients, will be impressed with you, and they will be more likely to respect you, more likely to be happy to pay you well. Everything will work better when you do these three things. Now, don't forget, there's that first link in the description to the Launch Your Client Business free mini course. Check it out if you want to get clients, if you want to get more clients, if you want to get your first client. If you want to get clients, the Launch Your Client Business free mini course walks you through what you need to do. That's the first link in the description. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. I'm Roy Furr, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll see you again in the next episode. See you soon.